0: Hello and welcome to this episode of the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Adrian Arks, here with my co-host, Kara Egler. And in today's episode, we are continuing on our part two of tools that we recommend for print on demand businesses in 2023. In the first episode, we talked about so many things, e-commerce platforms, print on demand companies, design creation tools, and design elements. In this episode, we are finishing up. We've got five more categories that we are gonna speak on and I think you're gonna to wanna to hear what we have to say about these because we've, we talk about the good, we talk about the bad, we talk about a little bit of everything, and we give lots of great recommendations that we use and love ourselves. But real quick, before we begin, if you haven't already, please be sure to subscribe to the podcast. And with that, let's jump in.
1: Adrian, what's going on, my friend?
0: Dude, I am doing well, man. I am doing well. Just had a family visit for the weekend uh, coming down from the Vancouver area. So they were loving the weather. We had a lot of fun. We spent a lot of time outdoors. Awesome. And yeah, man, it's uh, like this was one of the biggest reasons why I wanted to become an entrepreneur and have freedom of time and location because I wanted to spend more time with my family. And it's extra cool because Two of my big whys were to spend more time with my family, and the other one was to employ my family. And my That's brother cool. Carlos, who you know very well, um, and business partner, I've been able to employ him, and he has the same freedom and flexibility as me. So it's super cool because he's in Tempe, I'm in Scottsdale, and my brother, one of my brothers came down from the area, and we were both able to take off like four days to spend with them and just hang out and not have to worry about, you know, like, when we would be available and whatnot yeah. we were essentially on call for the last four days that's um, awesome dude and so it was just cool man it's like this is this is why i wanted this was one of my biggest reasons for wanting to become an entrepreneur so every time i have family
1: in town it just reminds me like why i do this yeah. um how dude, about yourself so cool. uh, man i'm great calvin's starting baseball so we've been just like you know, going with that. We had like, kind of like a, he's in first grade, but we had okay. a, kind of like a tryout last week. It's almost like you try mm. out in first grade. I don't think it was really a tryout, but they had everybody come and like kind of show off your skills, kind of see where everybody's at, which was interesting. So that he's it's... starting baseball season. This is the second year playing. Uh, I think they're getting rid of the T this year. So it's just like Ooh. coach pitch. So that's, wow. that's good. So that's going to be exciting. That's um, a big change. Yeah. But other than that, man, I, I love what you said there. And I just, to Man, we, we've been putting together some upcoming presentations for an event we're doing, and I was just thinking about, I keep thinking about those two impact lanes, you know, your personal, your personal with your family and the things mm-hmm. you want to do, and then also in your brand and your, I know you guys probably don't know what we're talking about, but man, this is good stuff and thinking about that, uh, just creating a movement in your, in two different ways, in your family mm-hmm. and also in your brand and being able to impact others. Uh, that's why I got into this too. And so yeah. uh, it's man, it's always awesome to just take a day off or you know, spend the times t- spend time with the ones you love. And uh, it's it, it makes me always really honored and humbled to be an entrepreneur. Uh, to totally, be to man. That. So Anytime to be at I was my kids in town practices. I take them. What's that? I was just saying being able to be at like Calvin's games and his practices yeah. and you know, all the different things. Like it it's 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 awesome. It's special,
0: man. It's special. It is, it is special. And it's rare. Unfortunately, not many people have that opportunity. And it's it's really unfortunate missing out on maybe some of the most special you know, times of your family's lives or you know, your children growing up, missing up on some of their very special events and, and whatnot. So my goal I think it's is becoming never to miss common, anything though. with my family.
1: What's it's that? It's becoming more common. It's becoming more common. Good. With the internet, the internet is making it yeah. you know, so much opportunity. So I'm excited
0: yeah man i want to see it become more common i think it's an amazing thing and i think a lot of people want the same thing man who like a lot of people want to spend more time with their family Mm -hmm. and and be there for them anytime they need and i feel so lucky that in the drop of a dime i can be on a plane into my family when they need me that's like very special and important to me um i didn't always have that i did not always have that i actually remember a time real quickly um this was kind of a it's kind of kind of an emotional story, but like really briefly, I was working in real estate sales up in Vancouver and I was actually doing an open house and I got word that my grandmother had just had a massive heart attack and I couldn't leave the open house. I had to stay there until um, I could contact my business partner and tell him what happened. Uh, And then eventually when I did get a hold of him, he was like, just end the open house, like kick everyone out, close it and like go be with your grandma. And she was a ferry ride away. She was on Vancouver Island. I was in Vancouver. So like I had to like take everything, you know, like go home, grab all my things and then finally go over to um, go over to Vancouver Island to be with her. And unfortunately, that was the last time I ever saw her. Wow. And she never came out of a coma. Um, So it was it was kind of like uh almost like a regrettable situation in wow. a sense but i like i never want anything like that to ever happen again like it i i'm there for my family ride or die like on a dime now i can literally just i work from home man i can literally pack a bag and be on a plane like in a couple hours yeah. um what a story that's, that's yeah intense. yeah it is intense man
1: it's it's hard to talk about Um, Uh, that puts it in perspective though man we're getting deep we're getting deep at the beginning (laughs) right out of the gate man right out of the gate but that but that puts it in perspective like man it doesn't we say a lot of buzzy things like oh Mm -hmm. freedom and time freedom and all those things but it's like when you actually put it in perspective it's like can you be there for the ones you love when they need you and for a lot of people that answer is no i i was similar in that when i worked in retail um you know working as a retail manager like I was working a million hours a week. Couldn't leave, Mm -hmm. you know. You got Mm -hmm. customers. You got teams counting on you. All the things. Like it's the same thing. Like my wife calls and something's going on with the kids or whatever. Like I couldn't just pick up and leave that quickly, you know. Right. So we're both think we're both really thankful to have that uh, have that ability, which is awesome.
0: Yeah. I mean, if anything like that happened again, I would take my laptop and I would just work from wherever they were for as long as they needed me. Because I had to come back for work, I couldn't even be there for my family as long as I wanted to. Um, you know, I was able to take some time off, but I would have liked to spend more time with my family. And now I can take my laptop there. All I need is internet connection, and I'm good to go. I can work from there for as long as I need. If I take a month off to be with my family, I'll take a month off to be with my family. No problem. Um, and that's just kind of like the one of the many, many benefits of you know being your own boss. And so.
1: to transition into this episode. <laughs> that's that's why we do what we do though that's why that's why we are so passionate about helping others create an income through an online apparel Mm -hmm. business because it's done such amazing things for our life so we're very thankful very humbled but that's literally why we have this podcast and why we have our programs why we put out content is to help you learn how to do the same thing and hopefully shortcut that path relieve some of the stress remove some of the Mm -hmm. roadblocks Help you uh, make more impact, make more money, so that you can make more impact, uh, you know, with your with your business. So, 100%. I'm excited, Adrian. This is part two. We're in a part Let's two. Go part two. Uh, we couldn't make it all in part one. We failed. <laughs> uh, but if you want to listen to part one, go back to episode 13. That's the last episode. It's tools and software that we recommend for print on demand businesses in 2023. Mm-hmm. A super duper duper short recap is we covered uh, uh, four different categories in episode one, which is e-commerce platforms, print-on-demand companies, design creation tools, and design element tools. And so this one, we're diving into one, two, three, four, five more categories. The first one being mock-ups. So this is number five. Go back and get the first four in the last episode. But we're starting off today with our favorite mock-up tools and softwares and different things so you want to kick it off with the first one?
0: Yeah, man, let's kick it off. And I think this is one that everyone knows. This is like the the, the big fish and that is Placeit. Placeit is an awesome mock-up generation tool. They actually have so much more than that, but I'm not even going to like go there because they've got like AI now. They've got like logo creation they've got so many other things and they're always bringing more but in terms of mock-ups they actually claim to have the largest collection of mock-ups on the internet which i totally believe because they have an insane amount but not only that what i love about them is they're always dropping new ones they are and like like they're always dropping new ones and then they're kind of like on like they're on top of things like you know right now video content is really big and they have video mock-ups how cool is that like most people it's hard to get video mock-ups it, they are becoming more common like I'm actually starting to see them on Etsy now which is really mm-hmm. interesting I used to only see you know still image mock-ups but I just love how Placid is kind of always on the cutting edge like they have AI now and you know they have mock-ups designs videos logos and so much more yeah, I have just to,
1: actually go ahead no i was just gonna say just to put it in perspective uh yeah, yeah I'm just looking at Placid right now uh, I went to apparel just to see how many mock-ups kind of were there. So each mm-hmm. page has approximately 50 mock-ups on it, 40 to 50 mock-ups. There's 1,260 pages of mock-ups. I mean, do the math. Yeah. Add, add the four, nine over three. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, there's like is that that's all like the styles that, combined? Is, what's that?
0: Is that all the styles combined?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like I, okay. I went to apparel. And so I'm looking at the very last page right now, and it's still apparel mock-ups, which I was like, is it are these all these are all apparel mock-ups? Um, and there's, there's like 1,260 pages. Uh, it looks like there's a few sprinkled in there maybe like there's a couple of mugs and different things, but most of them look like their apparel, but it, yeah. is, it literally is because like I started using them, you know, six plus years ago, mm-hmm. I was really early to place it. I think, cause at the mm-hmm. time it was not as, it was not as, as amazing as it is now, but mm-hmm. it was amazing. Cause they had those, they had those mock-ups that you could put on real people. And I remember it was like, ah, oh, man, there's, there's only so many in here. Right. And it's like, they just keep adding more over the years and that's how they've got to this impressive catalog of just a billion mock-ups. And I, I also just wanted to add, if if you don't know what place it is, just to be super clear, the main thing we're talking about is that uh, you can create real mock-ups of people wearing your products, not just t-shirts. They've got hoodies and tank tops and sweatshirts, sweatshirts. and mugs and yeah. I mean like, all, they're adding so Leggings. many Leggings. Bags, like, yeah, I totes, mean, everything, yeah. man. So these are like real, like lifestyle mock ups. Like, mm-hmm. imagine if me right here, you could just, you could just, instead of this Thunder tee, you could just drop on your t shirt on me with the power of technology. And then you, you know what I mean? That's what you're doing with Place It is like dropping your design on someone's body and then getting this in real time, this real mock up. It's pretty impressive to see if you've never seen it. And it's mm-hmm. probably the most, it's, I would say Canva place probably the most used tool. Uh you know, it's up there, top two or, or three markups, most yeah. used tool. Just in print on demand in general. It's like
0: yeah oh yeah it's it's so popular and it's so cheap it is so affordable like the amount six I, seven bucks a month something like that yeah it's something like seven bucks a month and man i use it so much like other people yeah. should be too there's always i've actually had six figure creatives that came mm-hmm. from place it like i took a place it model a lifestyle image i threw my design on on there i ran facebook and instagram ads and made six figures in sales from that creative wow like you do, you know, not everyone is going to be good. Not everyone is going to be good for creators. And we talked about this in a past episode where, you know, not all place it mock-ups are great for, you know, using to sell your products because sometimes the models are on their side or they're turned to the side. Sometimes they're far away. Sometimes, you know, it's, it's like their shirt is going over part of the design. There's lots of different yeah. things, but there are so many good ones in there. There are so many good ones in there. And like. If I've had success creating six figure creatives from mock up play or from place at mock ups, clearly lots of other people have too. Absolutely. Um, so, highly recommend that one. And yeah, I, I really can't say enough good things about it. I, I use it all the time. I've been using it about as much as you have, Carrie. Mm-hmm. And um, like, same thing, it was like the first tool that I ever found that created photorealistic realistic mock ups. Before that, I was just using like the print on demand mock-ups, which are pretty terrible in my opinion. Most time, yeah. And yeah, most of them are pretty terrible in my opinion. And using place, it was a game changer. So um, it still can be a game changer. But there are a couple more cool places now that mm-hmm. you can go and find mock-ups. So why don't we why don't we jump to the next one?
1: The next one on the list is Etsy. And you might be thinking Etsy, not a place for mock-ups it's it they actually have some awesome mock-ups so amazing I really like on Etsy uh, a couple things number one you can you can find a lot of times the exact model of t-shirt that you sell you can find different uh you know mock-ups of that exact t-shirt really really nice high quality mock-ups the mm-hmm. second thing I really like is for like um for like a, a outfit type settings so you can find a mock-up that maybe has like some jeans and some some shoes with it and kind of fits your ideal customer's style. Uh, Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Another thing about Etsy is the mock-ups are really inexpensive. They're very, very inexpensive. Sometimes you can pay $0.99, $2, $3, and you can get some really solid mock-ups. The only drawback that I would say is, uh, and you might have some more drawbacks because I think we talked about this earlier uh, about some some of the drawbacks, but um, the biggest drawback is that Uh, I lost my train of thought. I was going to say something.
0: Oh, I can, I can throw in some drawbacks. Okay, go ahead. (laughs) It's that
1: it's, you can't like, you're literally just placing your design on top. Yeah. So like you, you buy this picture and you just place your design on top. It's not like a Photoshop file. It's not like a layered file. You're literally just buying a photo of a mock-up and you're just going. So it doesn't always, it's not always perfect as far as laying your design on there. Whereas like with place it, it's gonna like make the design curve with the t-shirt and the body, and it's gonna fit perfectly. Uh, mm-hmm. this is just like flat. So, but most of them are most of the mock-ups on Etsy are flat lays, so they work nicely, but mm-hmm. I would say that's a small drawback, they're not super flexible.
0: Yeah, I, like I have not seen any photorealistic mock-ups yeah. on Etsy where they'll actually distort the design like place it does. Um, so that is definitely a drawback. I mean, I, I, I will start by saying this. Etsy is my absolute favorite place to get mock-ups. I nice. think they have the best lifestyle mock-ups, especially if you're targeting women. Yeah. I don't think their male mock-ups are that good. I just don't think they have a huge selection. Um, but if you're targeting females, men, they've like just an endless number of mock-ups and you can sort by, you know, gender race, like, um, color of like style of, of clothing. There's so many things that you can sort by and you can find great lifestyle mock-ups, um, so yeah, it's hands down my favorite place to get mock-ups. The downside is that some mock-ups can look amazing when you put a design on them, because it's almost like the photographer knew like how to make it perfect for print on demand sellers. Yeah. Um, and then others, it's like the photographer kind of missed the memo on how to make it perfect. Like it might have a lot of folds in it and then your design goes over the folds and it looks a little funky. Like it looks pretty unrealistic.
1: Yeah, or if they're, if they're just turned at all, it's yeah. like, how do you turn your image digitally? It's kind of like- It's so hard to work with those ones where they're turned. Like there's
0: definitely like a recipe in my opinion for like the ideal Mm -hmm. mock-up and it's always centered. It's always, you know, the the, the, uh, design is always the hero. Like there's a lot of space for the design to be the hero. There's not folds in the clothing, which you can actually smooth out the folds in Photoshop. FYI, I do Mm -hmm. it all the time. Like literally I take Etsy mock-ups and I clean them up, man. I go in. If there's like lint on the shirt, I'll just like, like use the, what what's like the magic
1: eraser like thing. The clone clone stamp is one I always use. Whatever. I always use the clone stamp.
0: I forget the name of it, but I use this tool and it literally just gets rid of it with one click. Um, and then I go and I smooth out like the, the, the wrinkles and stuff, but there are some that are just you can't work with them. Like I mean, you can technically because in Photoshop you can actually distort the design. So if yeah. you really if want you're it to, you're really do good. Work, you have to be good at it, though. It's you like have to be good. Out. I, dude, I have no clue how to do it, so I, I don't never <laughs> do it, and I don't want to learn, man. Like Photoshop's yeah. like another language. So yeah. I, like, you could hire someone on Fiverr to do it if you really wanted, but honestly, like, if they're turned to the side, that's kind of a conversion killer, in my opinion. I wouldn't yeah. want a model wearing my design turned to the side. I want it front and center. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, those, those are, th- there's a lot of pros. There's a couple cons. I do think like, I think they're well-priced. A lot of them are like three bucks, maybe three to five bucks. Yeah. And a lot of sellers do promos like ongoing promos where it's like, oh, buy two, get one free or buy five, say 50%, something like that. Um, I also like how you can buy bundles. Some sellers, they'll have like their entire catalog of mock-ups and you can just buy it as a bundle. But compared to place it, I would say it is pretty pricey. So um, yeah. That's, yeah, that's kind of that's kind of all I have to say about Etsy. It is my favorite place. I highly recommend it. But just be careful with the mockups that you get from there.
1: Yes. This Let's next uh, one on the list is yeah. smart mock-ups. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to let you take this one because I really don't know that. I, I know about them. I've sure. like used them briefly but I've never I've never really like used them consistently. Yeah. Um but I think the last time I looked at them it, they didn't have it seemed like they didn't have a lot of mock-ups. but now that I'm looking at it again I'm like oh man so I'd love to know from your perspective if you've if you've used them you yep. know a little bit more than me if you know like have they added a lot are they good? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I have
0: used them. Um, I used to have a paid plan and I had a six figure ad creative using one of their mock-ups. Nice. And then I found out that it was offered for free on their free plan. So I was just like, okay, I'm just going to like ditch my paid plan because they don't have nearly as big of a selection as place it. I still think they have awesome mock-ups, but it's just so much smaller of a selection. So if I had to choose one, I would choose Placeit because they have exponentially more.
1: When you put the um, when you put the design on there, does it look as good as Placeit? Yes. Okay. I'm yeah, looking at some realistic. of their like examples and it's like they put the example designs in really odd places, which is kind of weird. Oh, really? <laughs> like I'm just looking at the mo- I'm looking at the apparel mockups and like all of them the design is like way down low, pretty much what? all of them. And then some of them it's like on the side. I'm like, why would oh, you put your example dude. there? <laughs> that is
0: not a good like impression for their brand um but yes you can make they do look photorealistic like place it they're uh-huh. essentially just like place it but significantly smaller library um i'm glad there's a, a competitor little,
1: i'm glad there's a competitor because me too. i feel like places just dominated the market for yeah. so long
0: well dude what's interesting is i actually noticed that some of the exact same mock-ups were on both place it and Smart mockups? Are you serious? And then I noticed that the a lot of them disappeared from one of the platforms. Like there was one that I was using in place it and then I saw it in smart mockups And then it was no longer available in place it. And I'm like, are these models like making deals with the platforms? I don't know how it's working, but it was like Maybe no so. longer available. So I have no clue what's up with that. But uh, what I will say is place it in smart up smart mock-ups both have free mock-ups that you can use. So if you don't want to pay for a plan and you just want to test them out, try out the free, try out the free ones. Mm-hmm. Like I said, I've got a six-figure ad creative that's still our number one selling product right now. And it's a smart mock-up mock-up. Sounds funny nice. to say, but it's, yeah, from the free plan. So or from it's free. You don't even need a plan. You can just like use it. So um, I do recommend them, but if you had to, if I had to choose between the two, I'd choose Playset for in terms of like variety. They're also coming out with a lot more, a
1: lot faster. That's got to be their number um, one competitor. Oh,
0: totally. For like, sure. you you mean uh, playset has got to be Smart Mockups' number one competitor, or vice versa? Either way. Oh, oh or vice <laughs> it, versa. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah Placeit does way.
1: Mock-ups. Seems like Placeit does way more for less too, because yeah. they're a little bit lower price, but then you get all the social media i don't know if that's in smart mockups but all the social media stuff the logo creator the the yeah. designer mm-hmm. um, the the video stuff i mean like there's a lot there's a lot of stuff in place it
0: there's yeah. thousands
1: there's thousands of t-shirt designs that you can use and customize and all that stuff so
0: yeah it's crazy smart mockups is definitely like i've only ever used it for mockups but i don't f- believe that it has nearly as much Mm-hmm. As place it in terms of other features and functionality, but it is, I do think it is improving, but it's still like place it's improving so fast that it's hard to e- get even get close to catching up. So they've the probably got a lot got more on list
1: here. The, the last one we've got on the list here is Creative Market. And uh this is one that is a little more premium. Um you're gonna you're basically what Creative Market is, is it's it's like a marketplace. You can go on and you can search for different design elements. Did we talk about this one in the in the previous I don't I, I did I did have this on the list in the design elements category, but I don't know if we I don't remember if we talked about it or not. But it's basically I a big marketplace for, yeah. de, for design, creative stuff. I mean fonts, anything. Fonts, yeah. They have so what you're gonna get on creative market is you're basically looking, you're gonna get very high quality. Um they're mm-hmm. gonna be very editable, if that makes sense. Like for instance, I just pulled it up right now. I'm looking at a sweatpants mock-up, and it's like the, the pants are more like curved and different things like there's more and so you'll get like maybe a photoshop file that has multiple layers where you can change the color to your exact color and you can yep. layer your design on there and it's going to really really fit it super nicely so mm-hmm. i think creative market if you were looking for like a the highest quality digital mockup that was extremely customizable that is probably even going to be you know, if you compare it to something like Place It, it might even be more realistic than Place It. Um, you're definitely going to pay for that. It's going to be a little bit more premium price, but it, they're just mm-hmm. really nice, high quality, high end, customizable mockups. Yeah,
0: yeah, I I love Creative Market. Yes, the awesome. price is a bit of a barrier, especially if you're new and you're trying to keep your expenses really low. But man, I've got some awesome mockups from Creative yeah. Market. They're very nice, like you said. Unlike Etsy, where usually you get a JPEG with creative market they'll give you photoshop and like i got a bundle of a bunch of bella canvas styles where they like included all the colors for all the different bella canvas 3001 colors and they Mm -hmm. had different kind of style layouts you could change the shading you could make the wrinkles more apparent or more smooth there's just so much you can do with it um and i love i love creative market i just i don't use it as much because it's more expensive than like an Etsy, and um, they don't have like a program like Place It, like an all inclusive. I think you can maybe buy credits or there is some like option, but Place It is just everything for like seven or eight bucks a month.
1: So, like a scenario where you might want to go with let's say Creative Market or Etsy, but probably Creative Market over like Place It would be one example I can think of. There are some people who they'd say. Um, I want the exact t-shirt model on the mock-ups, the exact t-shirt. So like when you go to place it, it's not like you can go I want a Gildan blah 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 or I want a, mm-hmm. you know American apparel or whatever. So when you go when you go out to creative market you can actually find mock-ups that where the the model is actually wearing that t-shirt right So like mm-hmm. I'm looking at one right now uh, I'm not saying this is a good deal because it's actually not a very good deal but it's 24 dollars and it's a it's like a guy it's a front and a back. It's two templates and it's a guy, it's a guy actually wearing it in this, you know, in this kind of fall looking setting. He's wearing the t-shirt. And again, it's gonna be really high-end, Photoshop, all that kind of stuff. You can customize the color, you can adjust the things. It was 24 bucks, you get two mock-ups. Yeah. So it's but it's gonna be the exact t-shirt, right? It's gonna be that exact t-shirt. It's probably gonna come with all the color profiles that match the Bella Canvas catalog. So it's like, oh, I want Heather blue or I want, you know, slate gray or, you know, whatever it's called. Like, uh, so it's going to be really nice, but there is also a little bit of a learning curve. Some, sometimes I've bought the Photoshop mock-ups and then went into Mm. Photoshop and I'm like, I can't figure this out. Yeah, Um, they they can be a little (laughs) bit difficult to, to work with.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. I've also experienced that before and I spent like an hour trying to figure out how to do like the tiniest little thing. Um, but I still use them, and if you can figure it out, it's it's worth it in a lot of cases. Etsy does also like I like that about Etsy too. You can search by like the style. You can be like, oh, Gildan sixty four thousand or cam is three zero zero one, and there'll be a ton of that actual um, product, that actual style. Mm-hmm. So. um. Awesome. Well, why don't we jump onto the next one? Dude, we're only one in. Can you believe this? This always happens. We can just like talk cool. forever. I feel like we could talk for like another half an
1: hour just on this topic, but I know.
0: we'll move along. to We'll move along to number six.
1: If we didn't Which, talk about like our whole life at the beginning of this podcast. Yeah, that's true. We're going to get comments. People are going to be like, get to the good stuff. We don't care. <laughs> we don't care about Vancouver. Yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> Yeah, man. Oh, well. That's why well, we started a podcast, dude. So we could just talk about random stuff. Yeah. No, I'm just <laughs> we started this podcast to bring you value, but uh we yeah. do like to like to chit-chat and catch up.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, we let's let's jump into number six on tools we recommend for POD businesses in 2023. I felt like I had to re restate the topic just to remind everyone, because we just talked so much on mock-ups. But the next tool we are talking about is email marketing and I have a personal favorite one that I've used and loved for multiple multiple years so maybe I'll start with that and then Carrie feel free to jump in or share any of your personal favorites but the one I'm referring to is Clavio I really like Clavio I feel like they are the most um, like cutting edge when it comes to email marketing for e-commerce brands, that's really their bread and butter. And I love that they're built around e-commerce. So they think about us, the e-commerce sellers first, uh, as opposed to a lot of other email solutions were, which had a totally different focus, or maybe they still do, but they have like an e-commerce component or something like that. So I noticed that like a lot of the new features that come out with Klaviyo they're They're, they're they're kind of e-commerce first, in my opinion, most of them, the most of the ones I see. So um, for anyone who doesn't know, they're really just a marketing automation platform for email and SMS. They started as email. Now they do SMS. You can use both. I actually don't use their SMS right now. I use a different one, which we'll talk about in a sec, but i really like a lot of things about klaviyo i love their template library so they have all these automated emails that are literally available for you in a library that you can just activate and they're they're pre-made for you so what i generally recommend is starting with a template just to get like that MVP, that minimal viable product product up and running for your email. Like if you're running ads, you need to have an email capture. You are paying to collect emails because most people aren't going to buy the first time they see that ad. So it's on you to collect their email and remarket to them. And this is what I love about Clavio. If you want to get a welcome series or a like a banning cart email template or something, you can just activate that and then you can improve. I like the implement and improve method. So first implement an MVP, then improve on it. But if you don't have time, at least you can implement it and just let it do its thing. Um, and then when you do have time, you can go back, but at least you have something that's working for you and it's already pre-made. I love that. I didn't know, any solutions that had template libraries when I first started, and every single one we had to do from scratch. So this was like a game changer for me personally. Uh, there's a lot of other great features in it too, but that's one of my personal favorites.
1: Yeah, man, you said it. Uh Clavio was the first email that I've ever that I ever used. I switched a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I love Clavio. It would be my preferred as well. It's I recommend it inside shirt school. Um it's it's a it's you you said it perfectly. It's the cutting edge email software. One thing I would mention is that uh it's uh somewhat recently. Actually, let me see when this okay, uh fall, last fall, so in August, uh Shopify and Clavio announced a partnership. And um I'm my guess is Shopify probably took some kind of ownership stake in Clavio or maybe invested some money. Mm. That's that's my guess. It doesn't directly say that, but um it says that they're announcing they announced a a strategic partnership Shopify and Klaviyo, and uh, there's some cool stuff in there. It's it's basically you know it's deeper integration of Klaviyo into Shopify, and so like I would just say if you're using Shopify, there's no closer relationship with an email platform. Nothing that's going to work better than Klaviyo. Mm-hmm. Um, it's 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 pretty awesome. I, I would say there's a lot of good options out there in the email space. Omnisend mm-hmm. is another really good one that's a little bit lower priced than Clavio mm-hmm. and has many or if not all the same features, uh, very close. Omnisend is really good. Obviously everybody's heard about MailChimp, you know, MailChimp's mm-hmm. been around forever there. I don't know what they're doing. I haven't even looked at MailChimp in so long. Um, and there's, there's lots of other ones popping up or there are also softwares that have some email built in, uh, which is, which is cool. I mean, that's a cool feature, but, uh, but Clavio is really solid, highly recommended. I mean, it's a, it's a great tool. And if you're, just starting, you know, you don't have an email list already. Like you can get into Klaviyo for basically free. I mean, there's a free account. Yeah. You can yep. jump in there, integrate your Shopify store and and start, you know, building your email list, create a pop-up, those kind of things. So Klaviyo is awesome.
0: Yeah. They also, last thing I'll say is that they integrate with a whole bunch of other apps and yep. tools as well. Like I won't go down the rabbit hole, but like from a high level, like if you're using a loyalty program, um, if you're running Facebook ads, you can like. You can tie it. You could, you know, if you're collecting an email list, you can use Facebook and create a custom audience of that email list that's straight from Klaviyo. Yeah. Um, and they just have a whole list of apps that they automatically integrate looks. I'm pretty sure they integrate directly with looks for reviews so that you can send emails straight from your Klaviyo account instead of through looks. Um, yeah, I, I I mainly just use it for the email automation. That's yep. what I love. Um, yep. So, all right. Well, uh, is there anything else you wanted to say about email marketing? I think you mentioned the other kind of big, good names. Like those are the ones that I would have thought of. I've used Omni OmniSend in the past. I went from Klaviyo, then over to OmniSend because it was cheaper, and then back to Klaviyo back. because it had features that OmniSend didn't have. But it seems like OmniSend does like kind of play catch up with with Klaviyo. Yeah. Klaviyo like cutting edge; they come out with the features, and then everyone just kind of like copies them. So maybe OmniSend is at the same level again. I actually have, I have no idea. Deal.
1: I've been uh, with Clavio for years, but no. I will just know. say something you mentioned. We yeah, we need to keep moving. But something you mentioned that I just want to make sure people understand. There's some email platforms that are not built for e-commerce, mm, for mm-hmm. physical selling physical products. Clavio mm-hmm. is 100 percent like they're really focused on physical products. So like for instance, for courses and digital things, you know, I use ConvertKit for that side. Mm. I really like ConvertKit, but ConvertKit like is not at all for physical. I mean, they've tried to put in some features, but it's like, they mainly focus on text. Like when you're writing an email, adjusting. it's like text-based, it's not visual. So like, it's great for that, for mm-hmm. information, but like Clavio is like visual, right? Because when you're selling physical products, especially apparel, print-on-demand, you need to, it has to be visual. So anyways, let's keep going, let's keep going.
0: Cool, cool, all right, well, do you wanna take the next one?
1: Yeah. So the next uh, the next category here is SMS marketing. We've put three on the list. We're going to go through these pretty quickly, but, um, uh, Adrian, I'll let you take it on these first sure. two. Sure. So the first two I've
0: used both of these, um, they are postscript and attentive. So postscript is an e-commerce SMS platform that enables brands to communicate and engage with customers through text messenger marketing. Attentive is very, very similar. Like honestly, I think both of these tools are awesome. I used to use Postscript and then I switched over to Attentive because I was able to negotiate a better deal. That's really it. That's that's it. And then when I would, my contract, so one thing about Attentive that a lot of people may not know is that Attentive is always, always requires a contract. I was able to negotiate a one year commitment instead of multi-year, which I was okay with, even though I'd love to go month to month. Um, and I was month to month with postscript, but the deal was just so good with attentive. And I knew I wasn't going to stop SMS marketing. So I went over to attentive and when my contract expired, I went back to postscript and when my contract was coming up for renewal, I went back to postscript and said, Hey, can you beat this deal that attentives giving me? And they couldn't even come close. And, I was like so disappointed i was like wow this is a terrible deal like not even close so you know i do recommend that everyone if you are looking at sms platforms these are like the top two in my opinion these are like the two that are fighting for market share in the e-commerce space. So I recommend uh, exploring them both and essentially seeing which one can give you the best deal because they're both great. They both have awesome customer service. They both have great functionality. I feel like attentive is maybe like a step ahead, but postscript always quickly after comes out with like the same features. So really they're kind of like equal to me. Um, I, I would just, I personally just go on price. Yeah. Um, so yeah, attentive, same thing, just like exact same thing as Postscript. They're, I would say that they're probably the leader in SMS marketing. I think they have bigger clients, whereas Postscript gets a lot of the smaller um, businesses, but I could be wrong. That's just kind of like the impression I get. I was recommended attentive by the owner of Pure Vita Bracelets, Griffin Thal, who's nice. this is a massive, massive, e-commerce brand and they were using it. So I felt really good going with it on his kind of recommendation.
1: So I had used, uh, I, for a long time, I'd used cart loop, uh, which Mm. was great. Um, but they, they, they changed up a bunch of stuff. And so I stopped using them and I, I I just used Klaviyo, which is, which is good. Um, but another one I put on the list, uh, just as kind of almost like an honorable mention is called engage SMS. It's spelled N G A G G E. (laughs) Kind of weird. There's a new, new, uh, new, new player. But I did a review. I did a YouTube review on them and used them for a little bit, and uh, I think they're great. Like I think nice. what you mentioned is, um, or kind of to add to what you said is these platforms like Attentive, Postscript. They're again, like we just said with email, they're dedicated sms platforms and they're built for e-commerce again so Mm -hmm. these are like shopify apps you know they're mainly thinking about how do we sell more physical products for you or how do we create a system where you can sell more physical products via sms so there are i guess the big advantage to having it kind of all in one platform like klaviyo is number one you can build automations that are really cool right like you can say you know if you if you're doing like klaviyo for email and sms both you can do like, all right, after one hour, send an email, but then 30 minutes later, send an SMS. And that you can kind of like build out these flows, which is really cool in Klaviyo. And you can do SMS or email and to the same customer, right? Like mm. it's all that information's in one, it all integrates. Uh, that's a that's an advantage there. But again, advantage on the other side, if you have it's a, a dedicated platform is it's just more optimized. There's better features for mm. SMS because Klaviyo is an email platform, right? But they right. added SMS. So it's just, mm-hmm. these are dedicated SMS platforms. Engage was was really good. They have some introductory offers, you know, because they're a newer they're a newer company. Um, but I really liked their app. It was very simple to use. I was pretty impressed nice. just by like how simple it was to set up. Um, mm. Like on the other hand, I think Klaviyo is kind of difficult to get SMS going. Like it's mm, kind of was a lot of steps. Okay. Yeah. but like you know a, a software like we're talking about seems to be a little bit easier to get going with if you're new to SMS.
0: Yeah, that's that's interesting hearing your perspective. I first of all, I haven't heard of Engage. This is yeah, the first good. time I've ever heard of them. Um secondly, like yeah, Klaviyo is email first and Um, they're trying to make this SMS push, but what I heard from kind of through the grapevine, I didn't even really like evaluate them to be honest. What I heard through the grapevine is that they're just not the Kings of SMS and they're like SMS, they were email first SMS second. Mm -hmm. I know now they're trying to make a push and really push that like seamless integration, which is actually a pretty awesome, like USP, like, you know, an awesome differentiator, but, um, I have not really checked out what, what it's like. So that's interesting to hear from you that they're like, not the most maybe user-friendly to like use their SMS. The the
1: automations are phenomenal. I mean, being able to create an abandoned car automation and see everything on one page with Mm. SMS and email, Mm -hmm. like, and be able to kind of work those together and some of the messaging and the discount codes. And like, you know, you can work all. it's, it's, it's pretty awesome, but you know, I get what you're saying for sure.
0: Cool. Well, that was four, four different options for SMS marketing. Um, let's go to the next one, which is sales channels. So let's talk about sales channels. Uh, I use sales channels as a primary acquisition channel. And I personally think it's the best place to find traffic, to get your products in front of, I've always used social media as long as I've been in this space and I still use social media. I haven't found any better. Like uh, acquisition channel for traffic than social media. I know there's other options out there, but this has always been the best in my opinion, both paid and organic. So I just wanted to list kind of like the top sales channels that I see other people using that I'm that I'm using myself. Those are Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Pinterest. And Google, mainly Google Shopping. I don't even know if it's called Google Shopping anymore. They've been
1: making some changes over put, at Google. I put that uh, one on there at the kind of the, okay. the episode.
0: Oh, okay. I, I was like, did I put Google Shopping <laughs> nah, on there? I, I, should was like, put
1: my name by, I should put my no, name by it. No, that's
0: okay. That's totally cool. I think Google <laughs> came out with, um, what's it called? They came out with a new feature, um, Google Plus or Google Advice. They're or, still
1: Google Shopping. I mean, but. Okay, I they are. that's another okay. thing, but. Yeah, I
0: know that they've been. Uh, Performance Max. That's one thing that they came out with recently. And I thought Performance Max, I don't actually know that much about it. I thought Performance Max was supposed to be like kind of a replacement for a lot of the Google uh, products um, and have some more automation, making it a little bit easier for people. Because I think most sellers would agree that Google is probably one of the
1: most complicated
0: uh, tools to work with.
1: Trying to get on Google shopping is a freaking nightmare.
0: Oh, dude! Google Shopping, uh, Google Analytics, Google—like yeah. they have so many different things. And and I, I feel like Facebook and Instagram and TikTok and Pinterest—they make it really simple. Like they don't have a, a, a huge variety of options, and you don't have to go in and do all the setup. A lot of it is very kind of automatic, mm-hmm. um, which is what I like personally yeah. because I'm not an overly techy person, and I don't want to spend all my time doing like back end stuff to set something up.
1: But yeah, one thing uh, I would mention is I think, uh, on when we're talking about social media Facebook, Instagram, TikTok mainly, I mean, you can do Pinterest ads, so we should probably right. include them in there. But Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok, we're not just talking about paying for ads, mm. uh, we're talking about in general, these platforms are probably the best. So, you know, mm-hmm. we're talking about influencer marketing, putting out content, building yep. communities or groups, as well as buying ads. We yeah. think these are the best places to go. I think for me, I mean, Facebook ads. Facebook owns Instagram. Anybody who's not aware, Facebook owns Instagram. So you actually can run Facebook and Instagram ads from the same the same software called Facebook Ads Manager. Mm-hmm. Facebook and Instagram ads still to me are the best uh, currently. Mm-hmm. A lot of people have a lot of success on TikTok ads, um, which is great. Mm-hmm. Uh, I still think Facebook and Instagram ads are the best um, still. Yeah. And I'm not super familiar with Pinterest running ads on there or anything. I really haven't marketed there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Google Shopping, I put that on there just because I've had students that have had success with it. And it's kind of if you get it if you get the right product and get it set up correctly, once you get through the setup, it can be a little bit of like set it and forget it, you know, like it's it can be really powerful um, just to have it listed in Google Shopping. Somebody puts in a keyword, your t- your product comes up, they can buy it there, which is really cool. And I've had some students that yeah. made some considerable sales through Google Shopping but uh one thing i would love for you to briefly mention if you can is i want you to talk Mm -hmm. about instagram shops uh that kind of thing
0: yeah sure some success there yeah so instagram shops is something that's working very very well for us right now and i'm always surprised that it's not talked about more and i'm surprised that more people aren't using it so instagram shops for anyone who doesn't know it's essentially where you can tag your products on Instagram, and people can purchase them from you in app. So this creates a completely seamless experience for the customer. They do not have to be directed over to your website to make a purchase, which creates some friction in the buying process. Instead, they can go they can shop your catalog, they can see the specs, they can see everything they can add to cart and they can make a purchase all within the Instagram app without ever leaving, which is Amazing, like the easier you always want to make it as easy as possible for your customers to buy. So the easier you can make that buying process, the the better. And I know based on a recent Shopify report that the number of customers buying in app has significantly increased over the years. And I mean, obviously, that's in part to new products and new improvements on things like Facebook and Instagram shops but this is something that we've had a lot of success on. We've run a lot of tests on it. We're still running a lot of tests on it. Um, And I highly recommend trying to set it up. I mean, it's another sales channel for you. And I know eventually Facebook and Instagram plan on charging kind of like a processing fee when you make sales through the app, kind of a platform fee. Um, But they keep postponing the date that they're going to start charging. It's free right now. Like you can Mm -hmm. go post your products on Facebook and Instagram apps and you make a sale and you don't pay anything to Facebook and Instagram. That will change eventually. This is going to become a monetization stream for them, but it hasn't yet. I think it's pushed back now to June take advantage of what you can. Yeah. Take advantage of what you can. Yeah. Like it's got pushed back multiple times. So maybe it will get pushed back again, but there are so many people, especially big businesses who are not on there yet. And that means less competition for you. So I highly recommend trying it out for your business. You have nothing to lose. And what I notice is we get, we get algorithmic favor. We get favoritism when we post our products and tag them on Instagram, what some of our posts will get 10x more engagement on a consistent basis on the posts where we tag a product. And it might not even be like the product itself. We might post like a quote and then we'll tag one of our products to that quote and we'll get 10x more engagement on that quote than we would on another quote that we didn't tag a product. So we always tag algorithm products
1: on quotes the What's algorithms that? like who are pushing these shops totally like they get love that early
0: adopters they favor early adopters they want people to they're very incentivized to get sellers using this feature yeah. because they're eventually going to monetize and it's going to be a stream of income for them not only that one thing i love about it is they can track the entire seller journey which you can't do since ios 14. it's gotten much much more difficult so generally in in short iOS 14 came out, I think it was last year, and it just like it completely changed the landscape. Mm-hmm. Um essentially it doesn't allow you to track as well once someone leaves the platform. So as soon as someone is directed away from Facebook and Instagram to your website, Facebook and Instagram lose track of that customer and their journey. Um there, there are things, you know, Shopify has, has kind of created an integration with Facebook and Instagram to help, but it's not as effective as it used to be. And uh, this is one of Facebook and Instagram's solutions to that problem. If they can control the entire journey, they can see everything from what the customer looked at to what they added to cart, and then they can retarget them with similar products. And they have the entire process from first seeing the ad to making the purchase. Which yeah. they don't have that same visibility when you take someone to your website. So hopefully I didn't go too far down the weeds there, but I I am really big on Facebook and Instagram shops, and I highly recommend everyone give it a try. Uh, just to reiterate, kind of what what Carrie said, I do use like there are different platforms that are good. For different things kind of better for different things like facebook for example is great for private communities that's a great place to build up your target audience your avatar and nurture that community or to join communities that you can you know that your your ideal customer is congregating in absolutely Uh, you can create them yourself or you can join them and a lot of times you can talk to the owners and see if you can create some sponsorship deal where you can promote products occasionally things like that so there's a lot you can do with them I think Facebook is the best spot right now Instagram is actually my primary acquisition channel that is the social media channel that I use the most TikTok I know people who have had a lot of success on TikTok mainly organic TikTok I know some people have had paid success with the paid ads. But most people say that Facebook and Instagram dominates TikTok still in terms of paid ads. Um, I could go on a rant about TikTok and the we benefits of whole, it being a contact based, content based, we could do content whole, based algorithm versus a social algorithm like Facebook and Instagram, but that'll be for a whole other episode. Yeah. So, yeah. um, let's let, I, I will stop talking there and you can say anything else, or we can move on to the last and final tool slash marketplace that we recommend.
1: Yeah, the last one we have on here is I get I guess another sales channel because mm-hmm. um, you can't you can't integrate your Shopify with its Etsy is the it's a marketplace. So mm-hmm. we I think we both like Etsy as yeah. a sales channel or a place to sell, um, and you know it's ninety ninety three percent female, uh, so that's something to think about. But it is one of the largest e commerce platforms in the world. I mean it's a great opportunity, and I think it's relatively easy. They're they're it seems like they're pretty friendly to print on demand. Yes. And so, you know, most print on demands now they integrate pretty easily with Etsy. And so it's just to me, I'm always like Shopify should be your home base because you need to control your marketing. You need to be able to own your customer data. Mm-hmm. You don't have any competition on your website. It's just you, right? When somebody's on your mm-hmm. website, they're only looking at your products. Whereas on Etsy, they're gonna be looking at all the bajillions of products there, being recommended things, all the different things. But I do think it can be a supplemental place that is really, Mm -hmm. really good to sell on. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: there's really no reason why you shouldn't be on there if you're doing print-on-demand because you can take the same product you have in your Shopify store, list it over on Etsy, and voila, you are in business. So I think Etsy is a great opportunity.
0: Yeah, Etsy's my favorite secondary kind of uh supplementary uh channel to Shopify. So all all of what you said like Shopify is owned real estate, Etsy's like rented or borrowed real estate. It's it's a marketplace where a whole, where you could you could put your products on there, but they can terminate your account at any time. You don't get nearly as much data, but what's nice about it is you don't if you just go with etsy and print on demand you can skip creating an online store and they drive traffic to their website sure. there's pros and cons i think we should create a whole other website of other pros and cons or sorry a whole other episode on etsy it. versus
1: shopify
0: totally man like yeah. this is such a contentious thing right now you got like the hardcore etsy and print on demand you got the hardcore shopify print on demand i am on the shopify bandwagon um but i do use and love etsy as a secondary channel but we'll get in another episode, in a future episode, we'll explain why that's so important in more detail. But I definitely recommend that if you are on any marketplace for your brand, I would be on Etsy. That's Absolutely. that's where I think is the best.
1: In wrapping up this episode, I wanted to say, uh, I just wanted to mention, if you're still listening at this point, thank you so much for listening. Like, you're amazing. You are the hardcore fan. And I wanted to mention that uh, Adrian and I have been looking more at the actual uh, amount of listens we're getting and what the different platforms look like. And you guys, we are just blown away. We're blown away. We're what literally. Gratitude. We're, yeah, like, we're, thank you so much. Like, if you're listening, watching this on YouTube, thank you so much. We cannot say that enough mm. because we're only, I, I mean, I guess this is episode 12, 12 episodes in. We really. Episode three... 15. Oh, this is episode 15. I'm sorry. So, okay. So, we're episode 15. So, at this point, when you're, yeah, I was, when we're recording this we're, <laughs> but <laughs> when you're listening to this we're 15 episodes in yeah um which is probably three-ish months somewhere around there three-ish months we released three episodes on the first day and we've been looking at more at the numbers and the analytics like we're ranking in the top entrepreneurship podcasts in the united states amazing we're, like we're beating podcasts from huge entrepreneurs, amazing entrepreneurs that I never thought we would I didn't even think we would ever be on this chart, but we're like yeah. charting on these podcasts. Crazy. Things. It's wild. And uh and when we look at the the listens and the plays like it's literally going like this. Like just like like going up a mountain Ending like up. a, a freaking rocket ship of of yeah. like it's gro- I'm shocked that it's growing so much cuz I didn't expect yeah. it. I thought we wouldn't have anybody listening for like the first year. And then maybe we'd get a little trickle and it's just been like, I'm kind of blown away because I just wasn't expecting it. So I think we both just want to say a huge thank you to you for listening. And, um, if you, if you would like whatever platform you're listening on, help us continue the momentum by just leaving us a review, dropping us a comment on YouTube, hitting that subscribe button, wherever you're at, if you can just leave any kind of comment or review on the content, uh, we we would greatly, greatly appreciate it. And for you guys that have already done that, man, we can't say thank you enough. We're humbled. We're blown away. Thank you so much. Uh, it's been awesome. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Print On Demand Playbook Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode and got value out of it, please leave us an honest review on whatever platform you are listening on. Spotify, Apple, Google, maybe on YouTube. Drop us a comment or leave us a review. It goes a long way in helping us grow this podcast and get more people listening. And we hope you have a great week. See you on the next one.